It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World of Extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four of every pay-per-view special and ECW on TNN in between. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm always by it. Jay, how are we doing, Jay? I Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Happy Both in ECW world and in our own. I was going to say, we are in um, 2000, pretty much the final year. Of ECW minus one show, I believe. Yep, guilty as charged is too. But uh, yes, it's it's. Um, uh, there was a little sadness, uh, you know, going to find the shows to watch for this, and not having to scroll very far. Yeah, was the I first. No, I thought that. Um, but this week we are. Hot on the press for Guilty as Charged 2000. So we're on our way for that. So we're going to be talking three episodes. Um, episode 349 and 350 of Hardcore TV, which means that we do our Mount Rushmore, which I'll get to in a second. And ECW on TNN, episode 20, all from early January 2000, as Jay just said. But yeah, people who listen to the show and people that are new to the show, first of all, where have you been? You've missed a lot of years of ECW, but it's in the archives, all free. Um, every 25 episodes, their episodes, we do a Mount Rushmore of basically people who we feel have been in, important or sort of constantly ever on present. the show. Yes. Ever present, yeah, on the show. And um, yeah, just, just basically for, I mean, tag teams count as one and, you know, sort of managers and that occluded with thing, unless they have their own standout performance but we explain our reasonings why it's either individuals or units Let's come yes and, and as always my disclaimer on this is this isn't a popularity contest this isn't about the wrestlers who we think are amazing necessarily it's about the wrestlers who have been ever present over those 25 and, and we think are a big part of the show for good reasons or bad over the last 25 episodes Super Callow's made it. <laughs> it's my public enemy disclaimer. <laughs> it's always the public enemy disclaimer. Uh, we're kicking off with episode 349 of Hardcore TV, January the 1st, 2000. Um, kind of crazy to think, obviously, we had a New Year's Eve and New Year's Day episode. Yeah. And, and uh, a Christmas Day episode as well. Yeah, they're just full of extreme festive cheer, I guess. It was a very um, extreme Christmas. It was extreme Christmas. The show kicks off with Little Guido versus Super Calo. Um, obviously, they, they said months ago that he was in the back looking for a job and wanting to leave WCW. Loads of them were. He was the main standout that they were considering. And you can tell he's the man, main standout because he's the one they've chosen to punish and job out to all people in ECW. Yeah... We we spoke about this, and it's, it's very weird. I mean, it's it's kind of somewhat um, obvious ECW booking now. Like we said, it's very much, I, I guess, sort of more. We, we just compared it to the the New Japan kind of Young Lions booking, in it where you sort of just come in and you just sort of job out loads until you sort of find your feet and stuff like that. Unless you're a megastar like a Sid or something like that. But obviously, that's a different situation. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a combination, though, isn't it? So you've got the whole kind of, you know, they don't want you to come in and be too hot too quick, um, especially, I would imagine, at the at this time, because you've got um, raids going on Which, constantly. So if you get someone over, they're going to turn up on a Monday night somewhere. Yeah, um, I suppose it's contract situations. And to be fair, it's not too dissimilar, jump into the future, to what... Um, AEW do now where these people will get somewhat trials on AEW Dark and probably lose to a contracted talent and then um, if they do well for X amount of weeks they probably get signed yeah um, but there is very much a, a hazing that you can see with ECW yeah. um, none more you know if you are tainted or WCW especially, the, the hatred between WCW and ECW is, is very, very apparent. Um, but if you are, if you have gone off and, and you know, done that uh, or you have worked for them, then you can expect a little bit of a, a bumpy... Yeah, there's there uh, a whole like, oh, wow, this, this person took their Cruiserweight champion to the limit, but they've, they've lost in five minutes to one of our competitors. He ain't shit here. Yeah, I mean, there, there is very much. Uh, uh, there, um, yeah. yeah, and then if you if you're an, an ECW original who's gone to, especially WCW, and then come back, um, then you're fucked for a while. Yeah, then you're really fucked. <sighs> I mean, it was a fine match. It felt like. Um, It felt like Super Calo was trying to fit into the Guido crazy Tajiri triangle match. Yeah. Um, so nothing really kind of blew it away. Um, our luchador is better than your luchador. Yeah, sort of thing. I mean, obviously, like you know, you can probably guess Guido picked up the win. Um, Sal was the difference maker really kind of come in, took him out quick time and then sort of led to Guido getting the pin. Did I just call him Guido or Nunzio? Nunzio. Did I? Did I? Oh. I don't know. I'll have to listen back. Um, I want to call his I... finisher the unprettier because I can't remember what he calls it. I don't know who used it first, him or Christian. But... Tommy, whatever it was. Oh, used it first. It yeah. That's the Tommy Kazi. Yeah. I'll just call it Tommy Kazi then. I'll just call it the Unpretty. But, um, yeah, you hit him with that. If you know what any of those moves are, it's the same move. Kill Switch. Kill Switch is, was my favourite name for it. Uh, he's, yeah, he's Which is the current it. name for it. Yeah, oh, there we go. Another one. If any of you know what that move looks like, that's what Guido used to, to win this match. <laughs> After this match was already won. Big Sal just actually squished him. Is it the Sicilian slice, or is that something else he used? I don't know. Honestly, if I knew the name, I would have gone with that from the get go. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Eliminate all this confusion. But he hit a move and he won with it. And that's all we know. Um, So that's how it kicked off. Louis dangerously is in the ring, kind of promo saying he isn't. A poorly dangerously tribute, um, and poorly dangerously sucks. Like this crowd, 
and he's a loser, like this crowd. <laughs> oh, oh, slow down, Louis, with these scathing words. You might cause a riot. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, just because you've watched the Dudleys do it doesn't mean you know how to do it. Um, it wasn't, I it wasn't d- yeah, it wasn't quite a, a Dudley attack the crowds. No, it was, it was. You smell. (laughs) This is the worst town I've ever been in. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's your your generic heel heat, isn't it? Um, I really don't understand the I hate Paul Heyman, so I'm going to dress up as him shtick. my, My gut reaction is... It's not so much to have a go at Paul Heyman, it's to drive home to people what he's doing because it's sort of, unless you really know, it's not clear what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess you need to have seen um, Paulie Dangerously in whatever. Um, yeah, it, and it's it an old gimmick now that. as well at this point. Well, of course. I mean, even he's not even doing that gimmick because even dated in that company. Yeah, I mean, 95 was probably the last time we saw Paulie Dangerously, 96 maybe? No, 95, 94, 95, I would have thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, but still, it's, it feels a weird kind of like, you know, this is what I'm doing, but it's it's not in honour of the guy. Because I, because I hate him. Why are you doing it? It's like, yeah, just yeah. But um, yeah, no. So I, I, I feel like they're just trying to get across what he's doing. I mean, I said I might be wrong. It's just that's my yeah. No, I think I, I, that makes <clears throat> sense. Yeah, it doesn't clarify. It, it doesn't win it over in any way, but it makes sense. Yeah, we then cut quickly to the back where Rhino is cutting a really angry promo about the Sandman. Yep, apparently they still have beef. <laughs> it's changed. Rhino with a, another group, but he's back. Um, they're very stable, this man, bless him. Yeah. So we go back, and C.W. Anderson is in action against um, Kanemura returning to ECW. Yeah. That's been over from... FMW at the time, I'd imagine. I would have thought so. Yeah. But yeah, he came over and um, he defeats um, C.W. Anderson. The match was all right. C.W. Anderson still fairly new into his character here and that at this point. So yeah, he's very much sort of, like we said before, just not a job guy, but he's not really getting his in. No. You know? So um, yeah, fair result. Half decent match, didn't steal the show, but um, it was nice. It was it was new, so didn't mind. Yeah, so, I mean, as you said, it was it was a fine opening match and something ever so slightly different to what we've seen. So you know, can't complain at all. Exactly, I sort of can complain about the next bit, as in it suddenly just cut to New Jack diving off a balcony on top of Grimes. And then Bulls hitting DeVito with a chair. Then Angel staples Bullseye and wins. 
And they were just yes. like, oh, wow, what a great match Angel versus New Jack's going to be. I'm thinking, now I understand you do bits for the crowds and all this, but, you know, New Jack's sort of dives, are, you know, they are, they are dangerous. They're going to take natural toll on his body. And you think you've kind of not shown any context or anything to this. You've just literally cut to the man diving off the balcony. And... Um, I don't know, I just, I just felt it was a wasted dive, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it, it's just a nothing kind of like, we've done something um, with no real kind of value or reason to it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, and, and also, like I said, they tried, to, they tried to big up a match where there was no confrontation or anything between those two. They were clearly both fighting in the same match, but... Yeah, anyway. Um, we then get Tanaka Awesome again for the heavyweight title that we saw last week. Awesome winning with that famous powerbomb. I kind of sat there when I saw the powerbomb and I was like, I think that's the one with the powerbomb. I vaguely remember it. Spoiler, I'm starting to realise why I fucking remembered the powerbomb. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get much of a chance to forget the powerbomb. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're they're very proud of the powerbomb. They with, I mean, good, with good reason. It was good it reason. was an incredible spot. But um, yeah, the powerbomb it happens. So the powerbomb happens. Um, we then got the spike spike's girlfriend situation. Obviously, um, Mike also kind of steamrolls her and knocks her teeth out. And knocks her good. teeth out. Yeah. We then got a video package: the ECW title history. Um, I like this. Obviously. This is something that the WCW and WWE couldn't do because of obviously the years of the lineage and all that. So there's something that ECW could do where they could pretty much do a nice nostalgia throughout the whole promotion and give you a rundown. You know, you get to see legends that have been, legends that have gone and all that sort of thing. You know, a good way to name drop Steve Austin and stuff like that. So I always liked ECW doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it, it, it sadly it's needed. They need to continue to kind of remind you of the the fact that this is a big deal because none of their booking kind of highlights it. So, yeah, it's I, I think it's sadly um, required. Hmm. We then got a Spike Dudley promo. Uh, basically, said that he was too hardcore for the Dudleys. So, so I remember it. So they kicked him out. Yep. Pretty sure that's how it went. That's how I remember it. Even though it was them putting him through flaming tables. But anyway, so that happened. Um, Was it though? (laughs) Prove it. Um, He's gone through flaming tables, even though he actually literally stated next sentence he went through flaming tables and has been dropped on his head and all this. Uh, Basically just saying that Michael's going to have to kill him. Yeah. Now, I mean, so this is Spike, who's who's uh, shooting. You know, he's he's no longer the the the, the goofy, wavy tie dye LSD um, Spike Dudley. You know, this yeah. is this is you know him being serious, um, and we're shooting because you know you you broke my girlfriend's mouth, kind of thing. Um, 
and in some ways, you know, it's I, I, I keep wanting to say it's the best pros, uh, promo he's done and then realise it's it's the only promo he's been allowed to do because goofy Spike Dudley isn't allowed to speak. Um, yeah. uh, so in some ways, you know, it's a very good promo. Um, my, my big issue with it is, you know, going back to my, my little barb there about them not doing a good job of building this title up. He's up against Mike Awesome. He doesn't want to win the championship. He wants to hurt him. No one cares about this championship. Yeah. You know, he's quite happy to get um, DQ'd. He's quite happy to, to, you know, lose the match as long as he beats up um, Mike Awesome. So again, we've got a championship match that isn't about the championship in any way, shape, or form. You know, this isn't, you know, you've you've meant that the one thing that I love is out of this company, so I'm going to take the one thing you love. You know, there's nothing of this. It's it's not about the world heavyweight championship. So you, for yet another pay per view, the 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 very prestigious and let me tell you about the lineage championship that we have isn't important yeah no agreed it's um it's, it's yeah it's kind of annoying because i understand it almost like a feud built and anger and all that but he was going after him anyway before he'd done any of this. Yeah, but again, he wasn't going after him because he's the world champ. He was going after him because someone called him a giant. Yeah. And this is it all the way through in the sense of we've got another one. I mean, the only saving grace on this one is actually it's someone chasing the champion rather than the champion having to run out and find his own opponents, which is what we've had previously. Um but this is not about, in any way, shape, or form, has never been about wanting to be the best in the company, wanting to be the best in the world, wanting to take his championship away, any of those things. It is simply about, um, you're a big guy, and I beat big guys, so I'm going to beat you. Yeah, no, 100%. It's, and um... that just disappoints me, because it's kind of like, well, what... There's a there's an entire championship here that we've ignored again. Yeah, it's, it's weird how they sort of they sort of handle it because despite you know you could argue that, that Taz feud wise didn't have the best. He was very much everything was focused around him being the champion, and yeah. proving his. You know, there was you know, the feuds were lackluster. But he had the motivation to be the world champion and say he was the best champion in the industry and any champion. There's no champion from any other federation that um, yep. could sort of do anything. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it is a shame. And that's how he ended the show. Yes. So he then ran over to ECW on TNN, episode 20, January the 7th, 2000. We kicked off the show for the third time in a row watching that awesome Tanaka heavyweight title switch with the powerbomb from the top. Again, not a bad match. 
just not three weeks in a row worthy. I mean, I've heard good things about the powerbomb. <laughs> Here it is again. Uh, Joe and Joe, welcome to the show. We get the rundown of ECW title history. We get um, that Spike Dudley promo again that we just spoke about. We now get a Mike Awesome and Judge Jeff Jones promo, basically slagging off a Spike, saying um, he knocked the teeth out of his girlfriend's mouth. What do you think I'm going to do to you? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, how dare you let that rat, you know, touch me? Oh, cool. Right, we're 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 using inside terms again. Um. Yeah, Mike Awesome's angry. Something he angry. Yeah, no, he's um. So we we get that. Uh, Impact players promo. Lance talks about Dreamer. He's in the building where he used to watch wrestling. It's fine. Just incredible says um, he doesn't want any help tonight. He just wants to basically beat Tommy Dreamer, and they will be guilty as charged. Yeah, yeah. Pay per view. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, yeah, stairway to hell match. Sort of feud, but sort of also completely not needed. Yeah, especially but, um, considering we will be told about how badly Tommy Dreamer's back is injured. Yeah. Gusarama. Um, three-way elimination match. Uh, Danny Doran and Roadkill basically went on to beat Nova and Kid Cash and the Dups. The Dups are still going. They are. And um, in a very weird not knowing what to do with anyone kind of way, um, Jazz ran out. Yeah. And got into a cat fight with Electra. That's not a cat fight. She, you, you wouldn't call her a cat. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Now you've just got, you know, you're saying words. Do, I mean, <laughs> do you know the best way not to uh, for us to think that she's kind of some TNA just rolling around the ring, can't actually wrestle. Whatever. Don't book her to do that. Well, yeah, you could have I mean, her come out and take out Danny Doring if you want. You can have her, you know, hit a move on on Kid Cash or Nova or or even Roadkill. You know, you're not protecting the Dups for anything, so have them job to her. If you don't want her to be thought of in the same kind of you know TNA roll around blah 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 as, as some of the others, so much so that you have to kind of you know, declare to everyone that that's, you know, she's not like that. She's not that kind of, you know, she, you wouldn't call her a cat and that kind of thing. Just, just, just don't book her to do it. Yeah, no, it's, um, I just don't, I mean, she literally just could have walked straight in. Um, and just basically just beat, knocked her out of one punch. And then turn around and started, like you said, elbowing. Or, or just hit her with an actual wrestling move. Yeah. Or, you know, I, or, just because the rest are doing this whole kind of, you know, we roll this way, we roll that way thing, doesn't mean they have to. If you want, you know, Electra can sell the jazz stinger and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, 
it was a strange booking for Jazz. It was really the standout from this sort of whole bit. I mean, Dorian and Roadkill continue their sort of march to the top. They, they get a good sort of win ratio going for mm-hmm. them now. So sort of keeping count. They're, they're definitely getting more wins than losses sort of in, in the back burner. So they must be moving up towards a tag title match soon. And then the other part, obviously, is, is after that, you have Jazz carried out by Simon Diamond. Look <laughs> how Simon. For what, a le- what a legend. Reason. My, my worst segments of 1999. What a guy. <laughs> um, next up, <laughs> we do get the Stairway to Hell match. Just incredible versus Tommy Dreamer. This, again, nothing against this match. This is a really, really good match. This is a pay-per-view quality match on basically the week before the, the pay-per-view. So you've yep. got a cane hanging above the ring. You've got to use the ladder to climb up and get the cane. Once you get it, you can use it. It's as simple as that for those who haven't seen this type of match before, but you probably have. Um, they, they kind of brawled round for ages and at the end got a little bit crazy. Dreamer <coughs> had the cane. It looked like he's in control. Jason ran in and took out Dreamer. So Francine ran in and took out Jason. So Dreamer then saved Francine from Justin. So then Storm saved Justin. Then we got Raven, who got Storm. And then Francine and Dorm went at it. Goodbye. Yes. I go full high-pitched Joey, but I just didn't want to. I don't blame you. <laughs> Mid-sentence, change direction. <laughs> but... um. It, everyone was just slowly. Yeah, and then Dreamer got her, his hands on Dawn Marie, and then just incredible, incredible Kane's Dreamer. Looks like he got. Yeah. It did look as if he kind of caught Dawn Marie with it as well, but um, yeah, yeah, no, just um, yeah, just again, just. Strange. Great match, though. Nothing against the match. Ended, oh, no, it was a good match. The ending massively overbooked. And Just Incredible uh, does end up picking up the win, by the way. Skips over that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great match. But just, again, pay-per-view match. Massively overbooked. And, um, yeah, for, for a, a TNN, <laughs> definitely a surprise, but decent main event. The, it's the problem you sort of have with ECW at this time. Is um, the, I know we said before they just kind of it feels like they're not doing TV tapings again. It feels like they're back just using bits from shows, and I just feel like this match should have been advertised, like advertise it on hardcore TV or 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 something. Get some sort of a bit of a buzz that this is happening. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose they had their website up and running, so they might have had it on there at the time. Don't really know ins and out of what they were doing but I just I just feel like this whole massive disconnect is too much from the two things because they've got the same goal and that's making the product survive and grow and they're both ignoring that each other exists to the, to the most part and I don't get it apart from the points where you're told that they're all recorded on the same night yeah which doesn't do a huge amount to kind of Work it through. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it is a, a, a really good match. Um, true to ECW form, 
I don't know why this match is the week before the pay-per-view. No. Um, but, you know, no. it is. I mean, at least it's not a world title switch this time. No. No, that, that was, was that was last week. Yeah, I was going to say last week. Yeah. Where is that? I did the show. Um, Hardcore TV, 350. January the 8th, 2000. Um, it's, it's kind of a recap show. It's kind of a build yeah. to give his charge 2000. I kind of got confused what was new matches and what were the old matches here. So we got Tajiri versus Super Crazy. That was the one that we saw a few weeks ago, I'm guessing. Yep, yep. So the uh, that. I believe so. It felt very, very beat for beat the same. I assumed it was a rematch, rather uh, like a re- re-showing rather than a brand new match. Yeah. And they sort of obviously spoke about their sort of feud and, and stuff like that was the match. But still a great match. I mean, again, new fans coming in, you, you spoil with it. There's nothing wrong with watching that sort of match again. No. Good one to sort of highlight what them and what ECW are about. Um, we got RVD beating Sabu. Um, this was pretty much done in an injury sort of layoff. Obviously, the match, you know the kind of guys these matches have. They gel very well. Um, top ropes, springboards, back and forth. You know, great chemistry, great matches every time. But interesting kind of ending because it's very much... RBD's got Sabu beaten down. It's admission move. Sabu refuses <coughs> to tap. Bill Alfonso throws in the towel. Sabu throws it back out again. And eventually, Bill Alfonso does throw in the towel. So they ring the bell. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've got to say, I thought it was really well done in the sense of Fonzie's trying to look after his fighter. Um, or is he? Or is he looking after RVD? And that's why he threw it in. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was, you know, quite nice, you know, keep him nice and central and, you know, locked in the, the, the possible tease that maybe he's going to go one way or another. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty cool, but, um, yeah, it's, thought, it's, it's kind um, of like looking at this again, like not taking away anything from RVD's TV reign is amazing. But if you'd switched roles with this, what a fantastic way it would have been to get the TV title off RVD. Yeah. And basically, he had Fonzie. Did Fonzie screw him to give the title to Sabu? Or was Fonzie legit trying to save RVD? If they'd done the roles reversed, what an amazing story that would have been like. But they could obviously gone back and continued the feud, but also it would have been Fonzie, what are you doing here? Are you protecting your fighter or you know, you're screwing him to protect your other fighter? Yeah. You could have really um, told a, a fascinating lot of promos, great sort of backstage ones and all that. But um Yeah, I mean and, it still uh, works, but you've got a, a great way to get a ton the of time. Him. Yeah, and you would have had a ton of time doing the, you know, is he, isn't he? Yeah. Maybe the next pay per view, maybe the one after that is the one where you find out whether he's you know, in his corner or not. That's the thing. It would just be a great way to get the belt off him without him really losing. So he would have kept full momentum. And um, speaking yeah, of which, we're about a month away. About a month away? Yeah. From the end of the rain. <coughs> 
No. You know. It's now we're not a month away from. Why are we not a month away from? Mike Olsen winning the belt again. <laughs> Comes up next. Mike so Olsen I've heard the power bomb's good. Power bomb's good. Four weeks in a row now we've got to see this match. Again, nothing against it. Not slightly the match. But there's been other matches, I'm sure. You keep telling us there's shows. Just anything. That's keep so this match. The power bomb has had more of a reign as a longer reign than, as as a highlight than Tanaka did as a champion. Yeah. Yeah. The power bomb has appeared on more episodes of ECW TV than Tanaka the champion has at this point. Yeah. So we got to see that. We didn't get to see the Spike Dudley promo that we've seen for the last two shows. Again, yeah. nothing wrong with this promo. How long does it take to do a new two-minute promo? And on your go-home show, this is the go-home yep. show, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just come on. Especially as you have the reply now. Yeah. But yeah. So that happened, and then the um, Mike Olsen promo again, knocking your teeth out. I'm going to do to you that we saw. And that ended it all. Yes. <clears throat> that was it. We're, we're close to being guilty as charged. Shall we run down the card? Let's run down the card. For next week's guilty as charged. Um, we are going to... I'm going to bounce around here. Um, we are going to have um, New Jack and Angel yeah. facing off. Um, we know we've got um, Awesome Spike Dudley, as you've just discussed, Prima and Raven versus the Impact players. Um, uh, as you said, we've got RVD and Sabu. Uh, we also have Doring Roadkill and Simon Diamond versus Novid Kid Cash and Jazz. Um, and we have uh, C.W. Anderson and Mikey Whipwreck. And we have uh, Little Guido and Jerry Lynn versus Tajiri and Super Crazy. Like that. Bit of a random match there, isn't it? It is a bit of a random match. I mean, they spoke about the, the partners match and stuff like that. But... Um... Yeah, no, I must admit, I'm, I'm excited to watch Olsen versus Spike. I remember it being a really one-sided fucking yeah. murder of a match. So, absolutely buzzing to get to that. I, I, I mean, it's interesting because I remember it the same. However, looking at it, it's 14 minutes long. Yeah. So, uh, it's a 14-minute squash match? I think Spike gets a little bit in, but yeah, it's pretty much just yeah. um, a lot of tables. But um, yeah, good for that. It feels, it feels like it's been a while since we've had a pay-per-view. So um, I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for um, Mount Rushmore. Obviously, as we stated, every 25 episodes of Hardcore TV... We do an Mount Rushmore of people that have stood out and stuff like that. So, 
Are you ready? Do you remember what happened last time? Do you remember your people from last time? Do you remember your predictions from last time? No, none of them. <laughs> last, on the last Mount Rushmore, I had the Impact players, Dudley Boys, RVD and Tajiri. And my prediction was a few new names, but maybe no champions. Interesting. You had Impact players, Tajiri, RVD and uh, Alfonso and Taz. And your predictions were old names coming back and me to pick Carino. Interesting. Yeah. So, I'm going to dive straight in with my first one and just let you know, yeah, I, I did pick Steve <laughs> Carino. Right. Get, over, get over yourself. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's as, as a, a film I watched recently told me, with great power comes great responsibility. And the, the power of foresight of being able to pick your predictions is one that I choose to very carefully use. Could use it to pick lottery numbers, but no. I want Mark Rushmore picks. Um, I, I found this a harder Mount Rushmore, I, I, I've got to say. Of all of them, this, this one felt harder than it should have been. Because... Uh, I do feel like the big names have come back and not necessarily utilised and they've had a lot of new talent on the show, but no one that I've considered that, you know, apart from obviously maybe Karina, that no one's massively stood out as someone that's sort of wowed me as such. So I found it slightly more awkward, but Steve Carino, I do think has been a standout. I think his promos, obviously American Dream segment, which can lead to more. Um, obviously, the Limp Biscuit segment, which is going on, he's had a lot of um, a lot of good bits. So I feel like he has to be on my list. Um, I I I think you're right. I think he needs to be on your list, which is why I predicted it that long ago. Um, and and I, I agree with all the reasons you've got it. He's on my list as well. Although I have been cheeky and added him with Rhino as a tag team stable um yeah, that uh, so steve carino and, and part of this is you know me being cheeky <clears throat> because um uh you know that's that's it would have been one as an honorable mention otherwise i think um they've both been very very present throughout the shows carino stuff over the last you know 25 weeks um has really taken a hell of a turn you know he's his stuff with Cyrus and Taz uh, got a mention from me in last week's show, the best of and worst of, and I'll give you a hint. It wasn't in the best of. Um, so to watch him kind of come through to find his rhythm, to find his form, um, you know, being trusted far more on the mic, involved in far more of what he's doing to the point where he's the one going up and, you know, having a, a verbal spat with Fred Durst and, um, all the rest of it um, has been, you know, incredible to watch. Um, and, you know, Rhino as his his rookie monster um, has really been on a tear, apart from the fact of where they beat him sillily, continually. Yeah. Um, you know, how big would he have been if he hadn't already jobbed to Taz and jobbed to, you know, Awesome and jobbed to whoever else? Um, 
you know they could have protected him that they could have done something far more with him uh but he's he's everywhere um i could have probably used rhino and blank um for about five of my slots because he's been in tag teams with absolutely everyone um really fair weather bounced around everywhere um you know, the, the Rhino, Jack Victory and Steve Carino pairing seems to be the more stable one. Um, Your whole list just consists of Rhino with different people. <laughs> it could do. It could do. Basically, but uh, the Rhino taking over the whole, yeah. whole list. <laughs> and in number time. three, Rhino and Chris Gandino. Um, <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, Rhino and Steve Carino is my first pick. Perfect. Uh, who are you going for, number two? Um, I I don't think you can argue that when you talk about ever present on ECW TV at the moment, um, Robert Van Dam is a name to go for. So I've gone for RVD and Fonzie again. Um, that's probably the fourth or fifth in a row, I would imagine. Um, yeah. He's you know, I, 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 I love him. I hate him um, because he puts on ridiculously high spec, high quality pay-per-view length, pay-per-view quality matches every single week. Um, Sometimes with, with people a, we shouldn't. Yeah. With opponents, I don't think should be 15 minute pay-per-view quality matches. 100%, um, yeah. And and that's the thing, you know. I don't I don't need him to go, you know, twenty minutes with Uganda. Um, but uh, you know, he has. There there have been many many shows over the last twenty five where it feels like promo promo, forty minute RVD match promo, and we're done. Yeah. Um, so I I I I felt I needed to include him on on the Rushmore. That was, I've gone for RVD. I've gone for RVD by himself. Um, I don't oh, think Belafonso's had his... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's had his strongest... Um, he's, he's definitely over the last, you know, 50 shows. Um, you know, RVD is doing far more talking. RVD is doing far more involvement in things. You know, Fonzie... I've put him in because it's RVD and Fonzie, but Fonzie really and truthfully... The only thing that Fonzie's had anything huge to do with was throwing in the towel on the last episode. The rest of it's been fairly lightweight. A little bit kind of the foil of like, you know, trying to kind of referee him and Sabu slightly, but really truthfully, it's just the, yeah, I, I, I'd understand why he, he gets skipped. Yeah, and I just think, um, yeah, same reason you said he's, he's ever present. He is still putting out sort of the best matches like I said with people necessarily he shouldn't but they are fantastic nonetheless if it wasn't things going around like Spike killing them the week after in 30 seconds you know I'd have no issue with half of them it's just the consistency in it that's all but that's, that's no fault of his really but um, yeah so he has to be on there um, my next pick is uh, none other than the ECW heavyweight champion, Mike Awesome. Um, I, I found it hard not to put this guy out. I mean, I know for the last four episodes we've seen the, the same match, but he did have a great little match with the Baldies, which I thought was a lot of fun. 
He obviously has had a couple of matches with Masato Tanaka and a, and a few others. And he, he isn't great on the mic, but he's great to watch. He's awesome. And it's back to Scorpio as well, which is outrageously. Yeah. But still now, we throw it out on social media, how good a match that is. People just need to go back and watch that match. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't make my list, but I, I agree with all the reasons you've just said. Um, you know, he has been, uh, you know, very awesome. present. And um, he has, you know, made um, some big kind of gains and some big impacts on in 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 the the, the match um i think for me um i want to see him branch out yeah. um so uh, yeah I, I i guess it's hard because he was present but he was present against the same guy every week and he's present in the same album spot being replayed over and over again kind of thing um yeah. So uh yeah, so um I, I I can absolutely see why he's on the list, but he isn't on mine. Um the next one I have on mine is um uh the tag champs, Raven and Tommy Dreamer. Ooh. Um now again, this is not about as much as I adore Raven, this is not about angles or talent or matches that we necessarily are a fan of. It is about people who take up the TV time and are very present on it. And for that reason, um, I think that that's why I've included on my list. Um, Very, very often involved in something on the show. uh, Very often involved in a a, a segment, albeit maybe a really weird one um, or a really crap one. Did the right thing, Darmy. Um, (laughs) I, I'd stopped shy of putting Sandman in because I couldn't bring myself to put Sandman in with them. Um, uh, but yeah, they've, they've been constantly on TV. Um, whether it's been good or not is a separate piece and, and fluctuates from segment to segment. Um, but uh, yeah, that is why they are on my list. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I was torn. I was torn with them. It was very much sort of, between them and Mike Awesome, as yeah. that, even though I sort of said it before, they were very much my final spot as sort of um, which way to go with both of them. But yeah, totally justifiable. They are the champs, not always used to the best, but like I said that isn't necessarily what this is about. So they're forever present, um, and yeah, it works. Um, my final pick even though they were actually the first name on the list, was the Impact Players. Uh, matches, probably best promos. It's just I just found it hard not to have them on this list. 100%. So, same. Uh, they are the first name on my list and the last one I've, I've read out for exactly those reasons. Um yeah, I mean, you know, they they really have come together pretty well. They've you know been involved in some amazing stuff, even you know over the last week. Uh, you know, they're, they're the best stuff on the card. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think they've been just brilliant. They've they've really found their rhythm. Um, 
really good stuff from um, just incredible and Lance Storm. Yeah, no, solid. And finally, what are your predictions for the next time? It's getting harder now. Everyone's predictions. Um, I predict no tag teams. Oh. I predict single people. Oh, I like that. That's good. Oh, Jesus. Where do I go with this? Um... <laughs> Just gonna throw out madness. I'm gonna predict no RVD. Yeah, you know what that 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 might not be. Uh... I'm trying to think. I can't. I mean, he's literally been on for. He's been on your list since episode 200. And what episode have we just done? We 300. Just done, uh, 350. Yeah. So, he's been on a few for you but um, yeah I'm going to predict that no RVD this time I don't know why I've got no idea what's coming up I just feel like I don't know what's coming up and I felt like so, every other time I've sort of known what's coming up with him yeah so do you know the, the other weird thing that's just occurred to me what's that the next Rushmore yeah is our penultimate Rushmore Wow. We only have two more Rushmores left in the journey of, of ECW. And at the end, we'll do the ultimate Rushmore. This is where the Super Invaders come back, still undefeated. <sighs> Disputed. So that's going to be um, it's be really hard, but it's all part of the fun. Massively part of the fun. Um, I... Yeah, um, I, I think that when we get to the last Rushmore, I think we should look at the first couple just to familiarise ourselves, familiarise ourselves with and remind ourselves of some of the names that we started the journey with. Well, I'm looking at it right now. I've got every Mount Rushmore here. Very organised. <laughs> I know, right? Still I mean, I've, I've not even brushed my hair. Could throw out one name to you, Tommy Cairo. I was wearing my multi-tool of wrestling shirts on uh, New Year's Day this year, um, and my phone popped up with a memory from 2019, which was that I sent you a picture of me wearing my then new. Multi-tool of wrestling shirt <laughs> on New Year's Day 2019. Oh, what a shirt. Hunter Q. Robinson III? With or without his accent. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... Um, there's a lot. A lot. Matt in the house. People, JT Smith. Yeah, we'll have to have, um yeah, we'll do we'll do a bit of a rundown episode. Obviously we get near the end, we've got a lot of time to get there, but um 
We all get in there. Oh, Jesus, round back through these, some of the people. So you know how we talk about modern stuff as well as the old school ECW stuff on at underscore sports arena on Instagram yes. and Twitter. Um, and people can tag us in, in anything that they're talking about in regards to ECW. And we'll retweet and get involved in the conversation. Course, um, yeah. One thing that's just come through, uh, Road Dog and William Regal have left WWE. Really is um, the end of NXT, isn't it? Mm. Wow. It's um, it's it's crazy. Um, what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's very much just like if if you if you didn't know better, you'd honestly believe that Hunter was gearing up to leave, and do something like buy the NWA or get involved with the NWA, and all his boys were going to jump over there and he's going to get a TV deal or something. It's. They've just gone to such an extreme of cutting out everything that he's touched. Yes. It's, it's actually getting ridiculous. Now, I understand certain people not making it, you know, certain people, you know, maybe they didn't see as a main roster fit and all that. If that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Yeah, that's too cool. old, too beaten up. I, I, I get that, but yeah. Yeah, some of them are just bizarre now to dismantle the the the, the entire system is, is very strange i mean you know william regal and his just ability his knowledge of the business his ability to train all of the stuff he's been involved in has got to be one of the hottest free agents going because he instantly upgrades your your everything. your your every, your entire infrastructure uh, the moment you get and it yeah. is if you know if, if if you were ever going to be sitting there and wondering about setting up a wrestling company from behind your your executive vice president desk or whatever you know, this feels like the time because you've got just you know you you've got the plug and play of you know I'll take you you and you and off we go you know it's um yeah very very strange moves like to sort of get rid of them and you can't help but fear like it's not going to be long before people like Samoa and Joe and that have probably gone again as well yeah you know that'd be horrible and Tommaso Ciampa's obviously up in the air now uh, Tommaso just... Ciampa must have just finished up you, you get the impression that was him finishing that's it and it's just like um... and even um, did you see um his entrance where he kicked down the old, pretty much kicked through the old logo. No. Yeah, so obviously um Steiner's entrance he had the old NXT X there and he basically kicked through and kicked it in half on his way to the ring. Subtle, isn't it? All very unnecessary, like you the same like company, you know? Yeah. Very bizarre because, you know, your people like your Cesaros, Xavier Woods, um, Street Profits, War Raiders, or, you know, they all came from this, 
you know, the, the Shields, you know, Reigns, all of them. You know, it's very like... Yeah, really Corbin. Like like I, I'm not sure failure. how many of them are purely performance center NXT style people. Because um, obviously Xavier Woods, we were watching when he was on uh, oh, yeah, Impact indeed. and various others. Um, but as a as a finishing school, it seems to have done all right. That's the thing, though. But it's, it's very much well, the point is it's like it's very much dismissing where all this lot of sort of come from and what they've been yeah. involved with in that is Although kind of quite... this is, this is the, the curse of, of developmental, isn't it? Because they did the same with Deep South. I mean, how you can take somewhere like an OVW, how you can take somewhere like OVW that legitimately gave you John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, you know, these, these absolute icons of the business now. Um, you know, CM Punk was in OVW, Ziggler was in OVW, and, and Dismantle that because we've we've decided to go to deep south and then we've decided to go to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um bizarre. Yeah, something's happening. Um, but you can't get involved in the conversation if you're happy back in two thousand. World of Extreme at underscore sports arena. Tag us in your photos, post if it's nostalgia photo you've come across. A uh, custom figure you've made, t-shirt you've bought, t-shirt you found, anything. Just get involved. I just want to sit there and rant off about within Regal Road Dog. Do it. Fire it away to us. We're all good and all is. We'll be back next week for Guilty as Charged 2000. Spoiler alert, Spike Dudley goes through a table or two. Um, you're not going to miss it. It's a fun show. Check it on the network if you haven't. And then listen to us talk about it. Um, Happy New Year in both senses. And we're back next week. We are. Next week is a pay-per-view, and just like Mr. Pay-Per-View RVD himself, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>